0: Hello, You Found Rebirth, a podcast about women saving lives by living their own. My name is Kate Breton and I'm the producer of this podcast. I've been fascinated with people's stories since I was very little. I've been reading, teaching, unpacking the brilliance of this human journey as an English teacher, as a body worker, even in the realm of healing arts. Today, we have a really special guest, back with us um, on rebirth. Her name is Lilavati. She's an Ayurvedic yogic practitioner. She's based out of Philadelphia and um, her Instagram and website romabliss.com is, and and you can look on the show notes to find her, is a refuge for today's world. Lilavati has been on rebirth before. So if the word Ayurveda or yoga practitioner, or when you listen to us talk about products and how that can be, how tending to the body self, which I think is so crucial. I mean, it has always been crucial, but right now with the year of 2020, understanding the brilliance, the intelligence of the body how to stoke your own health and immunity, how to unpack and unload that which is burdening you and therefore impeding the level of health that you can enjoy is of utmost importance. And it's unfortunate that it took this uh, circumstance for us to remember the preciousness of the bodies that carry us through our lives, but life always finds a way of bringing to our attention what we need to learn. So if in this talk today you're curious of a little bit more of the description or how Lilavati came into offering what she does, please go back into the beginning of season three where we have a two-part episode with her and she talks about her personal journey and a little bit more about the semantics and leave it at that like the some of the bone structure of her practice Um, I'm really excited I know I always say that but I actually am you know I am it does bring me joy to talk to amazing people and believe that because this is my intent that the conversation and the alchemy of the conversation creates one drop of goodness that gets sent out on the wind and lands right in front of you you click and you're you're in a chat with us and hopefully something that you're needing for inspiration or as a calm or spikes of curiosity anything in that nature that brings you one iota of um something a little bit better than the moment before you listened that's that's an accomplishment so thank you for listening if you enjoy rebirth Help support our stories by liking and subscribing. Whether you enjoy listening, um, wherever you enjoy listening, share with a friend or hop onto the Anchor homepage, easily found at capebreton.com. Click on podcast and you can become a rebirth supporter for one cup of good coffee. Um, helps bring inspiration, beauty right to your ears. Thank you for listening, family. Enjoy our conversation with Lilavati and have a beautiful day. Hi Lilavati, how are you today? I'm very well, darling.
1: Great day to you.
0: Thank you. I am literally delighted to have you back on rebirth. So thank you for making the time to share yourself with us. I really appreciate it.
1: It's it's an honor and wonder to participate. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we were <laughs> um when you I have people that I've um you know kind of directed them to your uh, Instagram, you know, maybe that they're ge- well before geography wasn't such a big conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've had so many friends and acquaintances say just just listening to you brings peace.
1: Oh, that's so wonderful cuz I mm-hmm. speak. <laughs> <laughs> so if there's actually anyone listening, I'm tickled. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh my goodness when we were um you're fantastic when we so lilavati is a yogic teacher i'll say it that way as opposed to yoga teacher i'll say yogic teacher and you also talk a lot about being i think the word you use and please correct me is like an alchemist or that you are um a potions master um so there's more there's definitely more to that and you're let's just tell people in the beginning and your website is
1: aromabliss.com
0: and they can find your instagram handle i'll put that in the show notes as well but it's Uh, lilavati desi lilavati desi yeah thank you and there's such beautiful wisdom that you you share whether it's the quote or the images, um, and and we've been on Rebirth before. So if if you're tuning in and you're new, I highly encourage you to go back to the beginning of season three, and we have a two-part series of Lubavati and, and more of the who you know who and how your your work, um, or at least part of a peek into who and how your work has emerged. Yes, um, and when we were texting today, we talked about oh maybe we'll just talk about. Um, how to have faith in the middle of a dismantling of, you know, ones in existence. I'm like, yeah, that sounds, that sounds about right for where we are in this, in this world right now. I'm um, finding a lot of people are, uh, well, they've just had it right. Finding faith when everything is dismantling is, is actually a pretty arduous process. Totally
1: arduous process. And, and it takes even more faith because uh, we are, I I believe that, the, the realm of consciousness is invoking us to really get real. And because it's said in the ancient yogic scriptures and texts that we exist in the time of Kali Yuga, the dark time, Kali as the dark time, the time of illusion of great illusion. And I, I believe that it's so imperative for us to anchor into not just a conceptual notion about our lives, but an inherent trust. Like, what do we what do we know that supports us? That is time tested. That we believe beyond anything else to to anchor us in this really dismantling moment of time. And um, you know, it's it is it, it's it becomes crucial to go within and find methods and rituals to keep anchoring our faith
0: in in the day-to-day process that seems to be the message everyone I'm talking to that has some sort of relationship with themselves is talking about you have to go within yeah like that's the only way right now yeah it's
1: the inside job. That's what I call inside job all the time. And we're so seduced into the outer. And this is this is the dichotomy of the, this this time of illusion. There's so much to draw our attention outward. So much seduction. It's like look over here, look over here, and play with mm-hmm. me. And it gets really, it gets so confusing. Ultimately, it gets confusing, and it diminishes one's faith because where we put our attention it gets bigger and bigger and it it tends to to confuse to confuse many beings so the it is it's it's like lifting up the
0: mirror day in and day out and what confusion is more diabolical than it sounds it sounds like it's a very small state but it actually can cause tremendous disruption tremendous disruption
1: Tremendous, it it because it 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 permeates every aspect of life. It's diffusive. It's like a stink uh, or an aroma, mm-hmm. you know. It's it has a tendency to meander into every aspect of life.
0: Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's insidious, and it's small things when you're like, I don't know what to eat, and you just stand there, and you're disabled. Exactly. <laughs> It right? came to my mind
1: exactly. It's something as small as like, well, what do I eat? Do do you know? In in most of the time, the way that we eat is such a a, a rote activity. We just usually grab f- foods that we've eaten before. It, it's a real journey to actually <laughs> eat well, and mm-hmm. so much confusion around that too, because there's so much information that's available, seducing us to do this or do that. And here's the miracle cure, and this is the the path to enlightenment and there's
0: just a- right. <laughs> <That's it. laughs> All
1: based on the path to enlightenment and just pay me this mm-hmm. money and you'll get there too
0: yeah exactly it's only time 10 steps <laughs> um <laughs> can you talk about and um when you say about uh clearing the confusion or having a ritual or anchor like what does that mean because i think sometimes people are like depending on your relationship with that language, or actually, you know it just depending on where you are right now, because sometimes we've been in a groove in our life where we're like, that groove is already set, you know, and so we're just, we're kind of going on that groove, even if it's small. And if you have to get back into that groove, then hearing someone say anchoring in every day and ritual, like that can seem overwhelming. But again, I think it can be really small and powerful. So what would you tell someone that's listening that is like, yeah, I can't even like, you know, not leaving my house and my house is my office and my childcare and my, you know what I mean? Like your house is this whole could be this whole situation for you or you're out of the house and it's confusing. You might not even realize how much undigested information you have.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I, I hope I'm understanding this question, right? I guess to to anchor yourself into a reality or ritual of taking ourself outside of ourselves, i was talking to someone today who was very enmeshed in a situation that's happening in her life and it gets really big like what wherever we are wherever we put our attention it gets so big And we start to believe that that's the atmosphere, that's the world. And I was saying, well, just imagine yourself, take yourself out of it and like rise up and gaze upon your life as if you were telling the story of your life. And when you were 20 and this happened, or when you were 36 and this happened, and as a woman or man at 45, like what happened? And we have a tendency to put so much energy and tension and develop. Patterns in one scenario at a time that we lose track of this bigger picture. This bigger picture, and you know, engaging rituals, daily rituals that uh, connect with, say, so the way that uh, I teach people to help anchor the mind and find trust and find peace is that I I teach them daily rituals based on the energy of the elements of how to go in every day and access and have awareness and gratitude towards earth, water, fire, space, air, element. And what that means is You know, what is the food that we eat to have gratitude for wherever the food came from or how it was brought into our life and how it's affecting our body in this moment in time or how our actions through the fire element create something or destroy something. And this can become a very long topic, so I'm going to need you to sort of harness sure
0: oh. <laughs> I was just like enjoying everything you're saying and for the listener I'm like I'm thinking of several things of being in class in person which I'm going to say that for me your online classes weren't different because when people think of a yoga class they're like well I'm I, what can I see and what can I watch and what I love about your classes is I spend Probably ninety-seven percent of it with my eyes closed. Right, that's the that's the thing too. That's the great thing.
1: Like so many of um the, my practitioners, that's the same thing. It's like it's a total inside. Again, here it's an inside job because um, by grace uh, I've been in the throes of these practices for so many years, and it's so internal. And I have so developed the relationship with the elements and where they're lodged in the body that this is how I I teach. I just teach from the vantage point of what's right here, what element is vibrating here. And it's it's day to day. It's different. There's never a practice. Mm -hmm. I can't say, oh, next Thursday, this is what I'm going to be teaching which Mm -hmm. is what I did when I taught in person, too. I never really knew. I mean, I I was sort of directed by the, the nakshatra or the planetary wisdom of the day. There was that that was imbued in the consciousness. But outside of that, it was just land on the mat and download what is coming through. And let's work mm-hmm. with that. And this is how it becomes an organic experience because the elements have power and these planets have vortexes. And where we are, there's this big realm that's outside of ourself that, that is, is manipulating our environment Mm -hmm. confusion comes I think a lot of times when we think we have to manipulate a lot that we're the ones holding the stars in the sky and we have to do this and we have to do that and if we don't do this this terrible thing is going to happen and then if it happens I'm going to feel guilty or bad or regretful or resentful and there is therein lies the confusion and it takes a long time to just go in and negotiate around pretty much the BS of our our own illusions and our own fears mm-hmm. and self-doubt. And uh, again, I think I drifted away from-
0: <laughs> You didn't drift, <clears throat> you didn't drift. I have two things that came up for me while you were talking just to reflect back on how I feel it's, it's interconnected um, to the question. Meaning one, there was something simple about when when I was attending, there was a period in my life, and I still take your classes and I love them. However, there was a certain period in my life where I was religiously going on, like, I don't remember for how long, but there was a click in point that I was going to your class every Friday and hearing um, the anchoring about the elements of information I'm saying for the listener, if you're like, well, I sort of know that, like, there were things that, like, I knew each planet was ruled by each day. However, listening to your, I'll say, your internal relationship with it, it invited me to to not rely on you. That makes sense. So I'm like, okay, um, what if I just start paying attention to Mondays and Wednesdays the way I pay attention to Fridays? And that simple shift was really profound for me, and it's it has become a pattern. Like there are certain things I do on certain days now. Like I always pay my bills on Tuesdays. You know, I write my newsletters on Wednesdays. I do my um, podcast interviews on Thursdays because of what I've deemed and cultivated and what might be coming through, you know, as a general umbrella to those days. And I feel like a lot of things that might have happened for people right now is structure has dissolved. There is no driving to work this way you used to drive and stopping at your favorite shop in a joyful manner. You know, I think it's changed. Mm -hmm. And um, structure ends up being really important for us to be free, I think, as humans. um, And
1: yeah,
0: yeah, Yeah, because we we are vast and we're terrified Mm -hmm. of that. So the way to have, and I'm saying things that I haven't completely, not completely living, but I'm working towards, right? And um, I'm noticing that having certain structure relieves this freneticism, so to speak, like we can create structure that can't be taken away from us, no matter what's going on.
1: It's 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 so important. It's it, and and it does because then we can even become more creative and we can work with the the elemental nature in a different way because because it's not so vast because all of that information again it becomes confusing even if it's not just information but the mm-hmm. energetics of the information you know we're invited to like uh, uh, fear or anger or especially now they're uh, there because of we're in the midst of this this the, like the whole government is turning over and and beings are atta- that pe- people are attaching to concepts to anchor them because everyone is it everything's falling apart and, and there's no, a yeah. all the, oh, the, there's this is an unwritten book now this is uh, there's no yeah. like oh I'm going to plan my future and do this 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 and um
0: Let's talk about that. How would you, and I'm not putting on you an answer, that would be completely unfair, but just um, putting your gem into the pot where other, whoever's listening, would we would ask them to, you know, cultivate from their own self as well. But that question of, okay, I can't really plan for my future, but I can't fall so far backward that I can't, you know, what, would, what, what has arisen for you as a healthy way, one aspect of dealing with that balance of like, you know, I can't plan too far in advance, but I don't want to dissolve, you know, for some people that, that dissolving is actually immobilization and not exactly, surrender. Exactly. exactly.
1: Well, what I have, um, what I have m- m- pressed into, and this was part of the energy of the last cleanse that I present, I just presented the, uh, the autumnal cleanse, the pitta pitta detox mm-hmm. cleanse, and one of the sankulpas of the intentions was, how about if what proceeding with what is right in front of me, what is what calling me right in this moment, because what has happened is is you know all bets are off. Like I was I was thinking the other day, like my, my bucket lists, like what. what I I was thinking about like all of these things that I would have thought that my life was going to lead into like hanging out in Greece and eating hummus and walking through the streets of Quebec or, or roaming through temples in Varanasi like that. My consciousness had these notions about that. This was part of who I am because they were my desires and how I was going to proceed in the future. And, and I had this reckoning that, well, you know, that might not happen because where we are, we don't know mm. when borders are going to open or what kind of travel and we can. So what that did was it, it gave me more energy for this, right? It directs mm. me into this moment because I i have this inherent trust and belief that where we are right now, that there's a, so much that we can address and take care of and be present with. And sometimes when we get too far ahead, that um, it, it takes us from the, the beauty and the nuance and the lusciousness of what's in front of us, or maybe the the horror and, and the ignorance that's right in front of us too. So
0: mm-hmm. it, Equally, I think that is one of the gifts of this year is there is not escaping whatever your present moment is whether that's conscious or subconscious because I think for a lot of us things that have been asking internally for attention um, now have a a place to come forward. It's
1: like this huge spiritual sadhana this huge spiritual practice that the universe Mm -hmm. is saying you know what for a long time you've been directing your energy outward and now you're in this monastery and you can't talk and this is what you're eating every day, and you
0: have to be still, and you're gonna have
1: to shut up, <laughs> and not move, and not <laughs> wiggle around with like you know the tangles. I'm like, well, when if I get this, if I get that, if I do that, and it's like, no, but the, mm-hmm. and but also those and and so what happens is those aspects, like you were saying, when w- one gets in the car and drives to work, stops at the coffee shop, or and chit chats with someone or just turns on the radio and listens to music like that's a way to 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 diffuse a lot of our energy and when those things don't exist anymore that energy which is still present seems very chaotic and Mm -hmm. um,
0: it's you Mm. know yeah and that's why a daily practice would help like you it's almost like I say to people, and I'm not. Um, well, I don't need to do disclaimers. It's like that simple metaphor of you, 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 you wipe off your kitchen table. Like you don't let seven days of three seven. meals a day go past with an accrual. So there has you, you kind of being mandated unless you do want to be eating at a table with ten meals okay. worth of residue times of mm-hmm. whatever. You, you better get, get going. Them. So. You better get going. And so one really easy way to do that, um, if someone's like, I want a cheat sheet and that's not totally fair, I find that your products, and again, products is a convenient, not totally accurate term, sometimes helps me. Like there's some that I use all the time, right? Like you'll see on Instagram, like the Nasea and the Bliss Balm and the Vamakeshi for 2020 is like, I, those yeah. are just, I just use those. But sometimes I've gotten like a body oil or something and I feel... <clears throat> Um, i say it as like a jump start because it's like okay i'm asking to deal with this part of my life and i might not under like the in, the intent is there but it's new territory and so a helpful tool is nice it's you know it just is and, nice.
1: and the beauty of of these these products and you know i'm not there's such a fine line it's so hard to be harnessing the energy of what aroma Bliss is because in once True. You know, when I started mm-hmm. doing this. It was it was for spiritual practice that I created these products so that one can advance themselves spiritually, which is what Ayurveda ultimately is. Ayurveda says, you know, you want to do yoga. Well, there's a lot of prana. You're going to be releasing it and unless you harness that it can one, burn you out and two, it becomes superfluous and dissipates very quickly. So when I started making these products and working with this energy, it's it's we're it's an energy. It's like the only way I could describe it is sometimes when things get really wacky here, I I talk to my assistant Eddie, and I'm like, you know, when we're like our eyes are falling out of our head and we're just going a million miles an hour, I'm like, we are pretty much delivering Shiva. And Shakti to the world because mm-hmm. this is these are this is real energy. These are earth, these are oils, mm-hmm. these are mantra, these are intentions that are in this bottle that's saying, Come play here. Let's see what you got in there. And there's mm-hmm. what I have come to realize is that there's such a, a cosmos within ourselves that we are we're so bamboozled into believing that there's something that's going to get us off from the outside and we're being forced to go inside and like journey through this cosmos and by applying Mm -hmm. these oils these oils are ritualistic tools so that we can feel the embodiment of of everything but harness it not to be confused by it but be supported by it Mm -hmm.
0: and uh, yeah, I find that the, it, it, it's about beauty, which for someone like me, I'll, I'll put myself instead of lecturing about others. I wouldn't always yeah. stop for beauty. And so there's this really fascinating invitation where then you're conf- if you be, if you kind of create a relationship with these tools, then you're confronted with the reality that I don't think that I deserve something that I know will help me. And that's been a powerful that has happened to me more than once with your tools. And I'm grateful for it because I've, even if I don't like something I'm, I can honestly say that I'm grateful for the feedback. Cause I'm like, okay, well at least I'm still on track enough that I'm yeah. getting feedback because when you don't get feedback, that's really, for me, that's the worst. When you're so off of your own track of yourself that you can't even, you know, get a ding from the universe. So I feel like that is something that this year is also, that's why I think your products became sort of, um, (laughs) The family's laughing. We're like, I don't know, Kate has this lady and we're all using her stuff. Like that's what we're supposed to do. That's (laughs) what
1: you're supposed to say. Well, you know, it's, it's true. And so many people have done that with their family members too, because you mentioned something earlier because I have pondered this and contemplated this over and over because I didn't want to, I don't want to shut down doors and just say, this is a beauty product. And so the, when the mm-hmm. San Sankopa, the intention, the oath behind aroma Bliss is this, that each one of these products, it, if it does not enhance beauty, and that's a vast realm, hell and an mm-hmm. and experience of an elevated consciousness, I, it's got nothing to do with me. I can't be part of it. Like each one of these products, is, uh, is insinuating itself into all aspects of our consciousness. And when we do these rituals, when we engage these rituals, it is for not just for ourselves; it's for all of humanity, we care for ourselves, we create health for ourselves, which will eventually turn into beauty. It's not like I'm beautifying myself. It's like, I am getting healthier, so I can feel a level of consciousness to see where my bullshit reigns supreme and where I can adjust through that and after that happens uh, you know beauty it it just exists it exists in all facets of consciousness it's not just relegated to the way something looks or our opinion of Mm -hmm. what it is it's it's the diffusive beauty of this existence we're born we exist and we're all going to die and the beings that we love so much they're going to like leave our sphere and they may not be there for us in the way that we think that they should be there for us or do what we think they need to be so the the whole essence is how do through this through this product line How's autonomous bliss generated when everything falls apart? It's through these rituals we go in and we feel the essence of the sacred and the divine because these are ancient rituals too that were created for that reason.
0: (laughs) Right, right. It's not just like you're like, I just need a lipstick. That's not, that's why I hesitate with the word products, but I also... Don't want to intimidate somebody that I know, and I'm gonna ask you another question, but sometimes I've gifted friends because I know at least they will feel loved by using it. And sometimes we don't need the lecture on the ascension. We just need to feel loved, you know, and that's it. And we can make the next decision from there. But you you also mentioned um, you know, leaving and family. And as we're recording this, I mean the veils are just. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's hard. Right. So let's talk about that. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Where let's talk do we about begin? that. Yeah. Yeah. So what would, um, I think, you know what, for someone, let's talk about the phrase, the veils are thin. Because I, I find right now that I travel in a circle of people that that conversation is something that's really easy to understand. And I think there would be people that could benefit for understanding it's not dictated by your practice, your belief structure, your ethnicity. There is something about, we'll say energy. And I, I try to tell people love doesn't die. It just doesn't. Yeah. Well, I believe,
1: I, I'm feeling what I'm noticing is that the time of illusion, and you're going to have to guide me here because this is so, this,
0: it's mm-hmm. big so and big vast and vast. And yeah. All... <sighs> yeah. <laughs> okay. How about this? So we have that, we have this conversation, what would like just real time and what we're talking about. And then, and I can speak for myself as well. And I know you mentioned yeah. this would be, you know, something that's up for you. It's one thing to sit on your mat or sit in your cozy place with your tea. Then we have to take our practice and turn towards our family members.
1: Okay, so, well, we could talk about, like, well, I'll just get really personal. Because um, in the (laughs) the last few years have been very dynamic for me. A lot of karmas have reached fruition. And this is something that happens when one, it happens a a couple places. When one is on a really, you know, stringent (laughs) spiritual path. And when one is not, karma <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. This so r- led itself to why <laughs> these, pra- these rituals are so damn important. Because in the last few years, my father left his body, and it was a very <laughs> intense experience as that was happening. And at the same time, my child was going through a very... It, and it still is going through a really challenging time. And my child's in her 20s, and after and and my fa- my child was really really close to my father so there was that holding my sister who was very mm. close to my father in it a, in a, in a, in a deep almost confusing way was going down and now since my father has left his body my mother's in it, is almost having um uh a nervous breakdown she's in psychotic episodes and so there's a, it's I'm really on the front lines of a lot of experiences that have to do with life and death on a regular basis. And Mm -hmm. as this all unfolds, I could see how it would be very, very easy. Like I sometimes look at myself and I just laugh. Luckily, I can entertain myself and laugh hysterically at myself a lot because You know, when you're in the throes of this madness, your energy body, when we're dealing with family and families' own lives, like people have their own interpretation of who they are and they proceed that Mm -hmm. way. And sometimes we're just fused right in the center of it where we're looking, and we, even if we do have information that can direct their lives in a different, more fruitful, more expansive, better, that we believe better way, it doesn't matter sometimes. It doesn't matter because they don't want our opinion. (laughs) (laughs) And we can hold on. And when we hold Mm -hmm. on to our notion of what we believe is going to assist the situation, it causes great suffering. And then this lends itself back to this deep self introspection that it's imperative for us to get really comfortable with what our what our line is where we draw the line in the sand where we can enter into a scenario and either fall apart defending what we believe is right or where we just let go and take care of our own our own stuff and even when we're called to the front lines over and over and over again the the mirrors still lift up it's like what about me well I gotta work with this I gotta work with my stuff Mm -hmm. my reactivity and there is this dynamic situation but I still have to just keep looking at my response mechanisms and through these these times of real intensity, and I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one who has heart heartache and heartbreak and com, like di- diabolical confusion with family members. We all do. We all and and it's true. We all we, do. We sit mm-hmm. back and and sometimes I just wish I knew nothing about nothing. Unfortunately,
0: like yes, because I feel shame that I will participate. And behaviors that I, I will leave in that my yep. eventual thought is yep. I know better exactly. than to do what I just did.
1: We do. But we're when we get mm-hmm. very exhausted when and this, these things exhaust us because when we're dealing with emotional issues with the beings that we love, it's it's so exhausting it's like it's it's like staying up for for 15 hours and moving at a really high pace and and just drinking coffee or something, even though that doesn't happen. But that's the, the that's what it feels <laughs> like at times because mm-hmm. there's no real control. And I think our exhaustion comes. What I have gleaned through all of this is we become so exhausted and wiped out and decimated because. We still are attached to feeling like, well, if I do this, this can happen. And ultimately, like, we just can support right. as best as we can support and, you know, surrender the rest. Sur-
0: you know, yeah. I think that's tricky. I'll speak for myself in that sometimes when it comes, when it comes to family... I'll say specifically, it really makes me question myself because I wonder if my deeply held and crafted beliefs of, that I, I believe in, I believe, and I my life has changed or I'm more who I am by knowing the idea of energy and interconnectedness. But when I interact with my family of origin, and I know some of them are listening, so this isn't a negative. It's it's like you're yourself against yourself. It's like, well, which one of me is right? You, sometimes, because if 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 I believe what I say, I believe in. Yeah. How did I just abdicate myself?
1: It's it's a it's a razor's edge, and th-
0: it really is. And it doesn't even have to be the same. Maybe nobody else even noticed. You know, these don't always have to be cataclysmic. I mean, sometimes they are. I'm not painting myself as a saint or. Perfected at anything. But what I'm noticing is I can even notice it, and like, I just said I liked that thing and I didn't, and it came out of my mouth. But you know, like, just I'm just it, it's interesting the subtleties that can re- reflect to me where I think I have cleaned up at least one drawer <laughs> in my car. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this, and, and, you know, and this is the thing, and, and it's so crazy because when we talk about the veils are lifted, how we, the families we are born into, the environment we are born into, these are catalysts for us to, to evolve and to, to break our own insidious patterns mm-hmm. of ignorance, And, you know, and they'll keep being offered. And the more we go in and say, I'm in this, I'm in this to win this, I want to participate, then it's almost as if the gods go, okay, you want to play, we're gonna play. Like, uh, I mean, the other day, it was just, Mm -hmm. I was on the phone, and my mother is in, in a deep, deeply psychotic way, and it's daily and there's outbursts and crying and maniacal terror and just it's it's really deep it's very heavy and um it was so hilarious because you know i i I tried i use that word loosely try to maintain equanimity and calm when i'm talking to her and i was saying okay so let me let me have your grocery list of what i can pick up and the grocery list she gave me Everything that was on it, as she was like labeling, I could feel I was becoming like insane because I'm like, that is bullshit. That's going to kill you. That is poison. Mm. No wonder you're psychotic. No wonder you're not well. No mm. wonder you're this with everything, every item that she gave me on the list. And by the time I got off the phone, I, I thought I was go- just going to scream bloody murder. And I was looking at like, okay. I'm in it to win it. Well, here it is. It's all the things that go deep in you. Oh, you believe that? Well, we're going to challenge that. We're going to keep challenging. And that's the way life Mm -hmm. is. It, It keeps pushing us and pushing us and challenging us to look deeper into our concepts. And, you know, sometimes our concepts and our, um, our modus operandi is just for us. It's not for other people. It's for us.
0: And yeah, it's true. And I, I've, I've similarly had the experience that patterns and, and, and interactions with family that I left in this year, especially, and I think also part of, you know, becoming a you know, having a son, there's been things that I've returned to that I can see in a totally different way and have had, and I don't use this word lightly, tremendous healing with. And so you can, that's the trick of it is it's both, it's both and. And so for one person, it's not interacting with their family is the direction they need to be taking. And for another person, it is interacting with their family. And for one person, it's standing up to the grocery, grocery list. And for another person, it's, yeah. You know, I don't know what you chose, but being quiet about the grocery list. And it's it's it is that I find that, you know, that I can remember just learning about, you know, I'm like, hey, how come, you know, in some of the work that we learned, I would say, Well, how come, you know, it's so easy to do this when we're out helping people at a ma- major event and then back here it's trickier. Mm-hmm. And I was told, Oh, well, because they're inside the lines, like they're inside the lines of it. We we're not and I was yep. like yeah. Oh, so this because never really gets we, well, easier. Well, we relate to to our
1: family, and <laughs> we're like, well, if that's you, that must be me too. Are so they're so connected, right. so deeply connected, and on one way we can talk it through and do some work and go off and whatever practices that we engage that we think liberate us. The work that we need to do it will always rise up, and it usually comes right through, you know, the ones that are closest to us.
0: And, uh, it's it. mm. that's beautifully, that sentence has a lot of medicine for those that can hear it because that is, that's one of the pushbacks, right? If you think you've evolved the pattern and then, yeah, I don't want to put too much words to what you just said, cause I can, I can feel that I'm already moving it away from what you said, but that, the yeah. idea of like, that is me and where that lies within. Yeah, yeah it, that's it, a big one. It's a humbling one. It's very humbling. That's a a humbling one.
1: (laughs) I've gotten to a place where I don't develop many new relationships. I just I don't do it because at this point I have many knots to untangle and I I work with with many people through their practices, and and that's those are really clear lines. But to like develop more personal relationships, it's like superfluous because there's so much work that we can do with what is very close to us, what is in our real, you know, a, a ecosystem, our sphere. That um, it saves a lot of time too. I'm all about to turn in and Saturn's my dude man. (laughs) It's like okay I will be quiet and still and just see what is right in front of me and serve what is right in front of me because that's going to keep me stable that's going to enhance that energy of muladhara of root chakra and I'll feel more stable and I'll feel more grounded and more fortified and powerful so
0: And do you feel just to bring it back to you and would that be safe to say that that would connect the fertile soil for for faith? faith.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. What is right here? What is right in front of me? mm -hmm. Not what do I want it to be? And in my perfect world, if this were like this and this were like this and I I would be better. Like I hear that a lot. Well, when, when this happens, it's going to be so good. And if that were like that, it's like, the refinement in the future Mm -hmm. refinement and my basic answer these days is that you can maybe this is as good as it gets and there's this we have this we don't know and we can hope for the best but just be with what this is and this may be as good as it gets in our conceptual mind You know, there might not be that opportunity to go and sit with many friends and listen to music real close together and do what we did in the past that got us off. It's like we have to find what I'm gleaning is just there's just new ways to be present and to be aware and awake
0: in this moment. with that being where we so you're in center city philadelphia yeah. i'm in center City. has spent yeah. a lot of time on the streets too yeah
1: i mean,
0: and what is that like give us a little yeah. peek into that well, you were wh- talking to I'm me a little bit about so much it's yeah.
1: almost like um like term, it, it, it's almost like termites have come into a structure of beauty and, gl- and glisten and brightness and light and have pulled it out. And uh, what I notice on the streets, I'm on the streets a lot and I'm right in Center City. I walk around a lot and it's like the beings that are the most uh, h- h- helpless and almost hopeless are really present on the streets. There is a different energy of being on the street, and I find that it's it's mm. almost grueling. Like sometimes I have these aspirations, and this is you know a, a beautiful thing for me because I always have gone through. Well, I'm in Philly right now, but soon I'm going to be in the woods in my home in my which is and with the. Ch- and conversing with the leaves and and it's like you know what maybe this this is my woods and I'm out there and you know communicating with these being like today I I missed getting hit in the face with some dude's shoe like by an inch it was the pouring rain and we had a we were having a conversation he was shoeless and he lifted up his shoe and went to whack me in the face with it and I'm like Oh, blessedness, this is what I'm doing here, you know, I I just communicate with what is right in front of me, and try to be of assistance to these beings that are left, maybe just a smile or a chat, I really communicate a lot with the people that are on the streets, some people would think I'm crazy, but I, I just, I'm always out speaking with them and talking to them, which, you know, is really decimating. I walk away crying a lot. I'm, I cry an awful lot on these streets, but there's a whole, there's so many worlds and layers that we are in, we insulate ourselves from and being on the front lines of beings that are alone and surviving. It helps me negotiate being alone and surviving. Mm -hmm. I hope that wasn't too far out Mm -hmm.
0: there. No, I think it's beautifully brought back because there is, um, I don't need it to be translated for the listener, but I appreciate that you Mm -hmm. demonstrated how it's, it's not different, you know, it's just not different and so when when we talked about in the beginning about being present with what is the practice of truly being present with what is then is a practice of what is our peripheral vision because if, if you're used to being in a city and you know we'll say Philly we'll just pick a random yeah. number of five years ago you know the clip of your walk and the bustle of the seat would the street would yeah. you're almost that's, taught that's in Philly exactly not it. to walk. That's, I mean, that's exactly yeah <laughs> <Like, laughs> and you know it's not a city where people are stopping and it's it's so interesting because people will say oh Philly's so mean i'm like oh no no because he, philly will throw down for philly that's what you're missing is there's not a like a superficial interaction but uh, when it comes to the depths of something that is one thing that i've always and um, touted about Philadelphia no matter where I've lived and I've never abdicated her because people are like oh you're from Philly and I was like oh you don't have to tilt your head like that like yeah. I'm proud that very, I'm from Philadelphia because very the people hardcore. there are real. Philly
1: is no joke you know it's in your face it's totally in your face and it was interesting Mm-mm. because when uh Eddie and I were in India in February. He said something like, you know, you, you know, because you're a Philly girl. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And then I noticed like I'm lifting up my hands to, to like little tuck tuck charge, like, what are you doing? Like, Silly. and I was like, oh my <laughs> God, that's me. I'm like the person who's screaming at at cars, and then I'm screaming at bike riders, and I'm screaming like, what are you doing? Get off the sidewalk. And and it's just who we we're just so viscerally connected.
0: It's 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 in, in a very tough way light. right it's now. It's like challenging.
1: heartbreak. It's almost like a barometer for the whole world at large. That's what it feels like. It feels like, you know, this is where it started and I sometimes feel like this mm-hmm. is where things are going to start crumbling and We can see it like this week alone. The horror, it's just, it's right in our faces. And it seems so, you know, small. To me, Philly is small because I walk it a lot. I mean, North Philly, South Philly, Mm -hmm. even though it's so gargantuanly huge, but there is an energy that feels compact and what is transpiring And North Philly feels like it it, it can happen in Center City, too. Mm
0: -hmm. So as we what would you I mean, I don't I don't think it's fair now that I listen to myself to make it turn upward. But if if it is dismantling, which, you know, in this present moment, there are massive indications of what is dismantling. Um, and our idea is to keep the candlelight of faith, because there will be rebirth, whether we're here to see it or not. It's like that. Whatever that means. That wonderful. Mm -hmm. I'm
1: going to planting seeds under the shade of whose trees you shall not sit. It's in, yeah. So Mm. continue. I I, there the the rebirth. I believe that there. Great, <laughs> yeah. I believe that there's gonna. Do you believe be it? Do you believe in the rebirth? And we have just been so we're so spoiled and you know that's why it's going to be so hard we're spoiled we've have every offering of everything we can desire and this is how, how I like look at it and say oh yes this is the Kali Yuga because you can walk into a store even in these times of madness and uncertainty and come you know what I think I'll have the seltzer water with the mango in like what like at one point even a hundred <laughs> years ago, the options that were available to us. So yes, I believe that that the rebirth is going to happen with, within each of us. That that maybe simplicity, just moving towards simplicity exactly. and mm-hmm. deep, deep self-awareness of how we interact with humans, not on based on what we want, but what is.
0: So if someone's listening and they're thinking, okay, I'm hearing the dismantling, and and you mentioned the Kali Yuga, and can we maybe end this session with talking a little bit about Kali? Because I think there's a key in there for us, because depending on how full your plate is currently, what I'm realizing is a lot of my friends have kind of have been existing or acquaintances, and I can I I consider you in that, uh, people that I know that have been practitioners that have been on the fringe for a long time. And there's been conversations and thoughts that maybe they're not all similar, but there's been a thread. You know, there's been a thread of choice of kind of putting the unseen at least at mm. the table of our lives and not pushed over to the side. I'll say it that way. And I feel like that, something that I expected was, you know, If people found me, we could talk about that. Well, now I'm finding that people who never talked about that with me are reaching out because they, well, I can talk to you. I can't tell you how many people have said to me, well, I can talk to you. And I'm realizing that, "Mm," and that's all I mean is a conversation. I'm not even saying anything, you know, we're just, we're just connecting. And I'm finding that uh, things that I... um, just concepts that aren't new to me about the unseen or cultivating a practice um, are very new to some people. And part of this dismantling is I see as an invitation, and I'm not speaking about everyone, but for those that are curious, it's kind of pushing to the front. Well, I can't change things the ways I used to. So now it's almost permissive to start to consider things I didn't consider before. So for that person, yeah, what would you say to that person to keep Let's things really simple? To consider simple things they haven't considered to, before. To
1: to to once they do start considering that, to start releasing as much superfluous energy input as possible. To limit their time with um social media. To limit their time with um busy food uh very food to to limit their their intake of news or TV or what's coming in from the outside, because that's uh, from experience the way the, the beings that I've watched and myself included move to a state of more comfort and ease and contentment of just being right here. It's to, to not let so much in. So we get, so one gets an idea of who they are, and because once, I, I feel like once that starts to happen, you mm. start to feel your true nature, it is very blissful. And it, there is a sense of trust. And that's what I hope to do. Every, every day that I get in front of that stove, it's like I am creating this so that one could take the journey into themselves and feel how good that release is, and trust it, and grow that release, and grow that loving detachment.
0: Thank you so much for listening to our chat with Lilavati. If you are interested to learn more about Aroma Bliss or taking an online yoga class with her, please go to aromabliss.com or find Lilavati at Lilavati dv on Instagram. You can also stay connected to upcoming programs at www.katebreton.com. Thank you for listening, for sharing, and supporting Rebirth.